0: Roll up on your rest, people, and um, shoot them in the face.
1: You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer.
2: Lor Laur- Lorian Laur- and Spencer. Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. It is on, folks.
3: It is on. It
0: is on. Missouri Smash.
4: It is on.
0: It is on. <laughs>
4: episode 56 of bowl after bowl
0: damn that was a terrible jones that's all right i didn't have time to move you're to prepare i just dove right into
4: it <laughs> it happens to the best of us 12
0: 2020
4: yes december 29th this is our last bowl of the year
0: the last one the last bowl of the year Can you believe it
4: yeah yeah this it was a has- long year
0: It's been a long year and a quick year
4: And a quick year, yeah, in many ways
0: It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around all of it
4: Yeah, time It's a tricky subject
0: Yes Well, we did have uh, a little Christmas celebration We did Since uh, the last bowl was packed That was a nice one
4: It was really nice We spent the holidays with your dad Yep, Pop, as the kids know him
0: And not Corn Pop either
4: No, (laughs) no, fuck that guy.
0: Because Corn Pop was a bad dude.
4: Yeah, he's a bad man. Your pop is a great goofy guy. Yep. And we had our second Christmas celebration, because of course the first one. Also with your pop, but with your sister as well. And uh, it was a good idea that we had that one, that celebration with her, because she didn't end up making it over for Christmas. Christmas, as she had planned, so... It all worked out. Yep. Even though it was based on a miscommunication at first. (laughs) Ended up saving Christmas. Double the Christmases. Um, Rayla, our three-year-old, did get exactly what she wanted from Santa Claus, which was the Mighty Pups game.
0: Mighty Pups game.
4: Santa came through for her. Yes. um, (laughs) She tried playing it yesterday for the first time. And it's her first time, like, holding a PlayStation 4 controller. And she was getting really frustrated trying to (laughs) use the joystick and push, like, the buttons at the same time. And she always wants to be like, oh, it says uh, press the blue cross, (laughs) which is annoying. It's a blue X, clearly. But anyway, she's like, is this it? Every time. I'm like, yes, you know what the X, the triangle, the circle, you know your shapes. Just push it. You're okay. And she got really frustrated. And she ended up just like putting the controller down. She's like, I hate this. I just hate this. (laughs) So dad helped her out a little bit. Yes. Um, But then you told her, you know, you got to keep trying. Yeah. You'll get better at it. You'll figure it out. But I was kind of. Hate
0: gaming for as long as you can.
4: Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I was glad she spent less than an hour playing it because I was afraid she was just going to get sucked in. And every day I'd be like, I want to play my video game. Nope. No, nope, nope, nope.
0: She hasn't even asked about it again.
4: No. I think her favorite Christmas present was the one you and I got her, which was the train set. Like a Paw Patrol train set. Yeah. Which that is was pretty good, cool. That was a good find. Yeah. So we were <laughs> Oh, frugal us. We were at a um clearance thrift store. There's a local chain of thrift stores here called Hillcrest. And then they have a clearance outlet where like they send all the stuff that doesn't sell in their normal shops I guess um and everything's less than five dollars clothes are a dollar each blankets a dollar each toys are l- less than five dollars based on what it is and this was the entire train set that she had asked for which cost like sixty dollars I think if you were to buy it in the box the whole thing was there minus the dog minus rubble who she already has the action figure of she's like 12 of them yeah and uh they the price on it was 350. So, like, you snuck it past her in the store and brought it to me. And I was like, oh, I could not believe my eyes. So we got that, and it was a great surprise for her. And Athena can play with it, too, our almost two-year-old.
0: Yeah, it even runs.
4: Yeah, and she can fit all her dogs on the little cart that the train pulls. That's pretty cool. So I'm glad that she's way more into using her imagination than video gaming. Yeah, that was the value
0: of the year for sure.
4: For sure. For sure. Oh, your dad made me finally watch It's a Wonderful Life, yep. which I have avoided for 27 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, my family growing up, it wasn't part of like the Christmas ritual. Just like uh, Christmas Story. I didn't see that in full until I started celebrating with your family out here.
0: Yeah, that's another one in the rotation.
4: Yeah. And, man, I was really glad to see It's a Wonderful Life because uh, <laughs> there's a song in it. There's a song in it. Buffalo, woman, will you come out tonight? Buffalo gal. Buffalo gal, will you come <laughs> out tonight? Yeah. And you would sing that when you were playing Red Dead Redemption after you got the uh, some like epic bison yeah, the, or buffalo hat.
0: Legendary uh, bison.
4: Yeah. You would make uh, Arthur. Outfit. You'd make arthur uh gavort around in a circle and you would sing that out loud and mm-hmm. it would always make me laugh but i always thought you just made that song up <laughs> and then i saw, we saw that movie and i just looked at you <laughs> with it's the big like, eyes i was like it's a real song it's like
0: the oldest song <laughs> ever
4: yeah well now i know hey you'll learn new things every day yeah and oh what a great movie i cried my eyes out <laughs> um like the part that got me the most, I mean, I also, I think it's like a beautiful lesson, especially in these trying times of like your life has meaning and you're meant to be here and yada yada, all that normal stuff that we all know. We all know, you know, but um, the part where the main guy, i George, I think his name was and he marries Mary and then um, his like lending business hits a snag and she gives up the honeymoon pot that they had just got from their wedding uh to help out to pay people not to leave you know not to pull out all their money and screw them out of business um and then instead of going on their honeymoon she (laughs) fixes up this old leaky ass house that she thought was super romantic and just rigs it into like honeymoon and like the chicken was cooking over the fireplace with the like turntable connected to a string that was rotating the arm that she had him on you remember oh it was just wild that made me cry my eyes out because i just thought that was so beautiful because it's not where you go or what you do it's who you spend your time with that really matters
0: yeah it's about the effort I suppose, put into it.
4: Well, the effort, too, but it did it, I mean, the roof was leaking, you know? And it yeah. was just a, It was her. It was Mary. I was like, oh, Mary. I fell in love with her then. But, yeah. So, I finally saw that movie, which everyone else has seen, except for me. Um, Best Gifts of Christmas? I, personally, I think the best gift of all was what I gave your dad. <laughs> which was... Not to toot my own horn here, but... um. I found, he's a Woody Woodpecker collector. He loves Woody. And I found this functional Woody Woodpecker uh, turntable. And when you open it up, it had like all the Walter Lance cartoon characters on the inside with their names. And he just looked like a little kid when he opened that shit up. He was just, he was like, look at, it's, uh I don't know, Andy Panda or yeah the whoever whole, else, the, the whole, whole crew. was like, you never see this guy. You never see them. And, uh, yeah, he was really excited because he had some records, some Woody records, that he hadn't been able to play because he didn't have a turntable. So, and then um, I, my favorite gift that we got was what your pops got us. <laughs> yeah, me and pops rocking Christmas. Um sharper image salt and pepper shakers. Oh yeah, that
0: was legit actually. Okay,
4: now I don't remember how many batteries they take and I do think it's retarded for your salt and pepper shakers to be using batteries. But <laughs> but but with the click of a button. Oh that was so cool. You move <laughs> But That's wrong you, orange button. <laughs> that's what you get for moving your ISOs around. You click a button on the top of the grinders, the salt and pepper grinders, and it just like spurts it out. There's your salt, there's your pepper, and there's a light on the bottom. So if there was a power outage or something, you know, you can still see your food. <laughs> You're putting your salt and pepper on. Exactly. So that was pretty cool. And he, he ended up getting himself a pair, too. He liked them so much when he was buying them for us. And I had dropped a tip, too. I like to tell people what I want for Christmas, you know? Because it's like, oh, I need this thing, so that's what I'm going to tell you I need. And then you get it, and you're like, oh, that's one less thing i got to buy myself. This is how Christmas should work. I also just hate surprises.
0: I really love these uh, cribbage boards you got me.
4: Oh. Two, uh... Merry Christmas.
0: cribbage boards made out of, like, sawed-in-half bowling pins.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Made in America.
0: And one has, like, a, uh buck on it and like little skunks on the skunk hole and the other has a topless uh 60s pinup lady.
4: Yes, and glitter.
0: And, and <laughs> glitter on it. It's pretty legit. Pretty legit uh cribbage board's going on.
4: Yeah. See, I got you naughty and nice gifts. A
0: naughty one and a nice one.
4: Yeah, cuz honestly, who's on just one list?
0: I'm gonna make a lot of lists these days.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. True.
0: I did end up posting those on uh the oh. nas, the no agenda socials.
4: Cool pictures of the cribbage boards I got you. Yes. <laughs> Dang, your sister got a cribbage board for Christmas too. Green Bay Packers cribbage board. That was pretty cool. Just trying to figure out how to
0: get the link to a tube, <laughs> and I'm just stupid as all. Struggle
4: there. bussing mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. That's what you get for being a cheesehead, <laughs> Packers fan. No, just kidding. Hey, they won with 33 points this weekend.
0: Uh, I think they got up to 40 actually.
4: Oh shoot, really? I think so see my brain just stopped the game at 33 i was like oh 33 there they go they won it was cool i <laughs> i don't watch fucking football but when it's on i'll like you know watch a little right and uh practice my sports announcing <laughs> my sport casting <laughs> it, it was cool watching them play in the snow i know that's their thing yeah at lambo
0: they are known for it
4: but yeah it was, that was cool Before we get too
0: further, I do want to thank some people and talk a little bit of show stuff. Um, Thanks, as always, to NoDebit. Thank you. For giving us the streaming infrastructure, the Icecast stream that we stream on. You can find all that at BullAfterBull.com. You can also find ways to donate. And I've been playing around all day trying to get a lightning node up and running. I think I might even have one now, but I don't know 100% for sure. I got uh, a thing at voltage, and I'm pretty sure it's a lightning node. But now I'm trying to plug it into fund a wallet with it and make it usable. And yeah, I've just been reading documentation all day, trying and failing miserably at a lot of different things. And I'm going to keep trying again till I figure it out. But I've been catching up on all the podcasting 2.0s. I'm probably like five weeks behind now.
4: Only five weeks?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just, I had a little time to catch up, and... They, they're starting to talk a little bit about this lightning implementation, and they're talking about using the Sphinx chat to chat and uh, boost people and pay, and you've got little tribes, all of this terminology that I'm just hearing, and I'm like, okay, it doesn't make sense to me yet, but I, it sounds cool. It sounds like uh, something that's fun. One thing that they said was in this new namespace for Podcasting 2.0, you can do what's like called a value split on your episodes. So say you have, like, producers that you want to share the value that comes through on your episode with. You can set all of that up episode by episode. So, like, say you want to give a 1% or a 3% or whatever to your artist or to your...
4: Oh, yeah, like if you have a guest on.
0: Yeah, if you have a guest, if you have this or that. So
4: it's all really interesting
0: looking things. I'm trying to, like, get caught up and just figure out what the hell's going on. Um, but eventually that might be another way to uh, return value to the show. If you're out there and you love the show and you listen to the show, we do the same thing that uh, No Agenda taught us, which is the value-for-value value model. The best way to do it is just to put it out there and ask people to return what value they get out of it to you, whether that's uh, you know helping out with clips, whether that's leaving a voicemail at 816-607-3663 uh, or otherwise contributing content Maybe you have a 33 story that caught your eye. Because Lorian's always looking for the top three 33 stories of the week. Or maybe a weed story. Or maybe you want to hear some more weed history or different things. You can always email tips into spencer at bullafterbowl.com.
4: Or Lorian at bullafterbowl.com.
0: And we'll take a look at it. That's another way to contribute to the show. There's a lot of different ways to do it. It is work, I can assure you. Fletcher says, that sounds like work to set up. I dislike work. (laughs) Yeah, it's some work, and it's some frustrating. Um, for me, I'm not really that well-versed, even though I can figure stuff out. Like, it takes me five or six times and a lot of like headache and frustration. And sometimes i got to step away and then come back to it, which I had to do today. Um, I'd even been uh, messaging back and forth with Dave Jones about trying to get this thing set up. And I'm um, just trying, you know. One step at a time, baby. One step at a time. So keep your eyes peeled for that. In the new year, we'll have more of that going on. And hopefully, once I get that figured out, I can, like, write or explain an easiest way to do it. Because that's not out there, even though there's guys, like, doing it and using it. There's still just no real, like, here's A, then B, then C that you need to do. Just, like, in an easy follow-along thing. Um, but anyway, like we said, one step at a time. Maybe we can figure that out. All together. All right. As a Stony community. Uh, we do have a BitPay, a BTC Pay server if you want to contribute Bitcoin to the show. We also have a PayPal if you want to contribute uh, dollars and cents to the show. And those are always credited uh, as our producers at the beginning of each show. And those are always appreciated. So there's all different ways you can contribute. We also have a topic every week that we talk about. The first time I ever fill in the blank, we pick a lot of different things Last week we talked about the first time that we ever heard the No Agenda show. And wouldn't you know, my dumbass skips a voicemail. And uh, I did want to do a make good on the voicemail that we missed from our favorite, one of our favorite bowlers, Mr. Fletcher. I couldn't believe it. So here's that.
5: The first time I ever listened to No Agenda. Man, long ass time ago. Uh, Shit, this, I feel like it was in the late 100s. maybe yeah yeah it was late 100s uh a guy i worked with um we were at work bitching about politics and shit and he goes hey man you sound a lot like these dudes you need to check them out it's called no agenda and uh i've been listening ever since so quite a long time (laughs) and i try and uh help help uh, bring value back to those guys whenever I can. Because they're cool as shit. Yes. Especially Adam Curry. I mean, John's no slouch, but I mean, it's Adam Curry. <laughs> Come on. Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And apologies for missing that on the last show. Hopefully I don't miss any awesome voicemails from tonight. They're already starting to roll in. And uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, it's pretty easy to do. Just to... Call 81C Six zero seven. Three six six three. And the boys ball after ball.
6: Ball
0: after ball. That's right, you can call us about any old thing, what we're talking about, what you're talking about, some boots on the ground reports sometimes come in, or you could always chime in for the first time I ever topic this week. It's the first time I ever choked in front of everyone. So maybe you were up on stage, maybe you were in front of a class, maybe you just were at the party, but all eyes were on you, and it was sort of like a oh-look-at-me moment, and you just choked. You just (laughs) fell flat on your face. We want to hear about it because it's happened to all of us. We've been there more than once, but of course there's always a first time, which is usually the worst time for choking in front of everyone. Um, yeah, and if you're voice shy, you can always text us too Or send pics, whatever you like The uh, line and the voicemail are open 24-7 too So if you're listening to this in the future Via download Then uh, it's still not too late Our f- uh, voicemail line transcends both time and space So wherever you are and whenever you are It's still good to call in and leave a voicemail
4: It's true It's true, it's true, it's true Yes. There you go.
0: It's true. Third choose the charm, baby.
4: You ever found yourself in a situation where someone says to you stay safe and the immediate response in your head is go fuck yourself?
0: You <laughs> have been primed, yes.
4: Yeah. That hap- That happened not long ago to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny though. But it's it's funny cuz in the in the we- in the weed game, that's kind of a common thing. It's kind of like a parting common parting line. You know, for stoners. So, for the people who just started using it this year, it's a little bit nauseating. But, like, when there's a drug war on, it made sense to, you know, just stay safe. Hey, you're leaving my house. Don't drive like an asshole.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Break one law at a time. Yeah. That's kind of the general advice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hey, the war on drugs is still very much rolling forward, so. Yes. Oh, um... We binged Letterkenny season 9.
0: Yeah, we saw it came out and so we sat down and watched it front to back.
4: It's good shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Letterkenny. It's like
0: this Letterkenny, it's more I don't know what really stood out. It just like the uh the show progressed.
4: Oh, well, the buds were playing cribbage in one episode. That's true. There was a cribbage,
0: <laughs> there was a cribbage uh reference. You got to love that. Um Yeah. Oh, the, ho- the hockey coach is always my favorite. Oh, yes. So there was a bit there. I could use more hockey coach, to be more honest. More
4: hockey coach. Use more I
0: Could have been more of him.
4: Definitely. That, that
0: that season nine just felt so short, though, didn't
4: it? It compared felt to, very short. Compared to all the other
0: ones, it did feel like it went through real quick. I mean, we just sat down and binged it in, what, like three hours or something? Maybe it wasn't three long, yeah. Couldn't have been longer than that. It was a quick, uh, felt quick. To me,
4: and um, I feel like as far as progress in like the meta storyline, uh, the first episode, you know, picked up on a wicked cliffhanger, and then the last episode throws you onto a- another cliffhanger. But in between there, it's just good fun. Yeah, you know what I mean, like with the classic no drama. Like, <laughs> you know,
0: there's some few formulaic writing uh, games that they like to play, like where they'll just like. Be chirping back and forth on each other, trying to come up with puns that connect to, like, every beer brand, for instance, or stuff like that. So there's still plenty of, like, the good old classic Letterkenny. Kinney. Uh, it's almost like a writing exercise that becomes a skit, you know?
4: Yeah. I haven't watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for quite a time, but be that feels the same way.
0: It. Everybody's talking about Mandalorian so hard. I feel like we should watch that one, too.
4: Yeah. Uh I did see. I I don't. We don't have Disney Plus, um, and I don't want to give my money to Disney, personally. Uh, I did see a link for someone who spliced all the episodes together. Ooh. And so. So yes. that it's just
0: like a big movie. Yeah. Yep. One season is a big movie.
4: Yeah. Each season. Each season is like just all the episodes spliced together. That sounds like. So the that's how I would do it. I think if we're gonna sit down and watch it. Uh, you have any New Year resolutions? Oh man! On our last episode of the year,
0: I didn't even think about New Year's resolutions yet.
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't really think about New Year resolutions often. It just, it's just—it's something people talk about, and uh, you know, mine—I I have one. Yeah. Mine is just time management. Yeah, just I was focusing gonna say on like time management. Better. If I could
0: build a morning routine. I could probably really change my life in a great positive direction.
4: <laughs> yeah. Then you can write a book, a self-help book, that's like, wake up and change your life. Oh, boy. <laughs> How that, waking up changed my life. That book's been
0: written about <laughs> 150 times.
4: Yeah, and it can be written 150 more, and then you got passive income, baby. <laughs> It's true! Just add writing a book to your 45-item to-do list. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That's all I get to do is put items on my to-do list. It's all inbox and no outbox right now. Uh, Fuck
4: me. It's, how's your uh, dude name spending going? That's what I call you because you're still taking your class. Oh, Christ. Your web dev it's just class. Going,
0: it's going good, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm building, like, a store right now, so all my products are showing up, and that's nice. That's kind of like the full-stack implementation where you have a, you get the front-end website, and then you've got a bunch of different views and controllers that house middle-tier code and and the database as well. So, it's involved, but it's cool. (laughs) Basically, in layman's terms, it allows you to make users, and then the users can, like, log in and, Create little items in your store, and that all is kept in the database.
4: Oh, nice!
0: So you can do that via just going to a website. And you can play with the database, and you can manage it and all of that.
4: Will your site be able to suggest things to people to buy based on their like clicks and hmm. is it like does that gar- gathering data on their shopping no, habits? No,
0: by database uh, just mean like physical items in your shop. Are stored in a database. And so you can have, like, a bunch of properties attached to them. Like, more than just their name and their price, but, like, uh, how many in their, in the store you have of them, what category they're in. Oh, okay, sure. You can even do stuff that the customer wouldn't necessarily see, like, who's the supplier, where did they, you know. Um, you can make an, a database of your, all your employees, a list of your employees, or a list of the departments that they work in. Um, so, like, if you had a web application, you could have one user be the actual admins who are logging in and doing hiring paperwork and, you know. Gotcha. But then the customer doesn't see that side of it. They only see a different part of it. But no, I'm not putting in, like, uh, Tracking. algos, algos <laughs> that tell you what to buy based on what you bought and all that, no. I suppose it could be done, but I don't have a use for that right now.
4: Yeah, I, di- I just didn't know if that would be, like, a requirement of the project. Nope. they're, like, learn how to do this. Cool. Building a shop. Got some other websites going too for the class. Huh?
0: Yeah. There's one that's just a mock up, like uh it's supposed to be for a, a business school. So like a corporate training website basically.
4: Oh fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, that's kind of the
4: kind of the gig. Well, there's a new website circling around, no agenda social. I haven't been able to spend much time on yet, but I figured I'd give them a shout out. Thirty three slaves.com. Oh, yes. Command Line Kid put it together.
0: I saw something about that on the socials.
4: Yes. I know you can contribute your own articles, post your own uh, ads on there if you so choose.
0: Yes. It's like a drudge, but for us.
4: Drudge for us. The No Agenda Clan. Tribe 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best podcast community in the universe. Speaking of 33...
0: Oh, yeah? You got some 33 stories? I do. All right.
4: Here's a headline. Okay. This is a feel-good one. Middletown's 33-year Santa loves his role, even in a pandemic year, and keeps identity secret to kids. Hmm. Uh, Middletown, Virginia. Dude is a retired fire marshal by the name of Al Santo Stefano, which in Italian translates to St. Stephen... And uh, coincidentally, St. Stephen's Feast takes place on December 26th. So it's sort of like a role he was born into. Hmm. It just fits. And he said his, um, his most common question from kids is which reindeer is Santa's favorite? Interesting. To which he says, well, you know, Rudolph leads the thing with his bright, shiny nose. We couldn't do it without him, but they're all very important. We need every single one of them to pull the sleigh. A diplomatic answer. A very diplomatic answer. (laughs) I thought it was interesting because the article shared some of his common answers to kids with, like, common questions. And they talk, of people had asked him about how he makes the naughty and nice list and yada yada. And he defers to Mrs. Claus. He's like, oh, Mrs. Claus runs all that. Oh, nice. I was just like, that's a slick answer. Or if they're like, how many elves work in your workshop? He says, oh, I don't know. Mrs. Claus does all the hiring and handles all the paperwork (laughs) 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 Uh, i thought that was funny he was santa again this year despite the pandemic uh and pandemic (laughs) you know the rona the fear
0: the meme cough
4: (laughs) meme the (laughs) coof. and uh this year though he couldn't have kids sitting on his lap um but some artists lent them a sleigh that they created so he could sit in the front of the sleigh and then people could take a picture like behind him and like basically it looked like a cart that the sleigh was pulling but stupidly okay there's like way more than six feet between where he's sitting and where the people sit these fucking idiots still put a piece of plexiglass between (laughs) Santa and the kids just ridiculous it's so stupid
0: this whole thing has been totally alarming man (laughs) it's just (laughs) not even really like the disease aspect of it but the... reaction, The cultural response to it.
4: Yes. The submission, more than anything.
0: Fucking wild,
4: man. Um, Denmark. <coughs> this is from the Reuters. Denmark finds 33 cases of new coronavirus variant, which we've, you know, started hearing about.
0: Oh, right. The new one. The new one. There's 33 of them.
4: <laughs> Spreading rapidly in England. Yeah, thirty-three cases. Now I definitely am they, on board. They tested like seven thousand people who were sick and found thirty-three of them. But goddamn. that's the headline. That's the number they needed to of get course. the headline, you of know? Yes, it is. And um they didn't provide any information on the patients, like if they were from England or had travelled or anything, but oh well, it was kind of a I mean really the headline is the whole article. Thirty three cases of new variant. Be scared leave. So like, scared. Eh. Okay. And then my final top 333 story from the week is that 33 more Pennsylvania restaurants were ordered to close this past week. And wow.
0: <laughs> they were
4: these restaurants were caught serving patrons indoors. <gasps>
0: no way. Yeah. How could they?
4: Way. How could they? Cause they're restaurants. They're fucking business, and it's winter. This is serious. They completed 381 inspections, though. That's a f- yeah. I'm just trying to narc on all these businesses, which are just trying to stay open and feed their families. Leave them alone, for Pete's sake. The previous week, they ordered 40 restaurants to close.
0: Oh, so it's going down, huh?
4: It went down, but made the big headline because 33. 33. You know? I didn't see a headline about 40 restaurants being ordered to close.
0: No, it's not as newsworthy, I don't think.
4: Not nationally, that's for sure. But I had another story out of Pennsylvania about a restaurant, which was a great story. Uh, There's a Pennsylvania restaurant, Taste of Sicily, uh, and they were hit with nearly $10,000 in state citations because they reopened their business in May. And, uh, you know, Governor Wolf was like, you can't be open. You can't let people dine in. They let customers sit as close as they wanted and wear masks or not wear masks. They had no social distancing requirement. They were just like, do what you want. You're customers. So they racked up all these citations. Well, they were found not guilty. And apparently, the governor and the Department of Health's orders cannot be punished under Pennsylvania's criminal law. So if any business owner of these uh 33 restaurants that were ordered to close just happens to be listening to the bowl tonight, or any day in the future, fuck that shit. Don't yeah, fight close, back. fight back.
0: Fight back and then win in court.
4: Because you're going to win, exactly. Tell them motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, tell them that. You fucks. You fucks.
0: Speaking of fucks, you remember we brought a story about... um. The only place over on the Kansas side that's defying the mask order. Yeah. Um we're going to be doing a meetup there, so keep an eye on NoGin at and the next Casey meetup's gonna be there. I haven't done the event for it yet, but we did pick a date. It's gonna be the sixteenth. Okay. Of January.
4: January sixteenth. So this is Don f- Cholitos.
0: Don Cholitos. This is the first I'm actually putting it out there. Um,
4: so it's not on the No Agenda Meetup's website? It's not there yet. Excuse
0: okay. me, it's Friday. We're doing it on a Friday the 15th.
4: Friday the 15th. That's right, because the 16th, we find out the gender of our baby. That's
0: right. It'll be the day before that. But we wanted cool. to do it on a Friday, because then C-Mike can come.
4: Woohoo, Sir C-Mike.
0: So he'll be there. And man, I thought this might have been able to be the uh, first one Fugazotto would be able to make it, but... He got delayed yet again. I
4: know. Because of
0: this new Koof strain, so. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, You know who else is the Koof? It's Gwiffy's family.
4: Oh, yeah. So he
0: wanted to send health karma his way. Um, His whole family got it, so it was all locked down. Rona, he's a minority in the the SANE department. I believe in his uh, neck of the uh, Kent, too. So, you know, here's your uh, bonger, your get-well bonger. Indeed. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, very deep, deep banger for you, Guiffy.
4: Deep hits. Yeah, in England, man, they're the ones uh, with uh, the new variant. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> the new min- mutation. Yeah. COVID two. <sighs> Koofy boogaloo.
4: Also, I was surprised that a story went mainstream about a doctor in Boston having that severe allergic reaction to the Moderna vaccine. Oh, yeah. I mean, it must just be Pfizer's PR department is like, go get him. Someone got a bad reaction. We got to report on it. Make him look bad. But, you know, no press is bad press. Uh, Apparently, the guy had a shellfish allergy and uh, had to use his own EpiPen after he started having this reaction to the vaccine. Damn. So, no bueno. No bueno.
0: No bueno at all, man.
4: Yeah. Don't poke me. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Don't even suggest the poke. Then we'll be fine. Yeah, it's
0: just not an option. No. Just not going to happen.
4: Did you see Biden's 33-year-old niece got no jail time for a DUI? I did see that, actually. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) The New York Post wrote up about it, and then they started, like digging in they're like oh and she actually just never gets jail time because uh, she also like spent $110,000 on a stolen credit card and she also assaulted an officer who was called after a dispute with her roommate.
0: Must be fucking nice. Must be
4: fucking nice. (laughs) Must be fucking nice.
0: (sighs) Must be fucking nice man. Get away with everything.
4: Yeah but you know what is fucking nice? What? Donald Trump is 2020's most admired man. I saw that too. (laughs)
7: We are a hot country.
4: A hot country? Gallup asked 1,018 adults what living man they admire most. Trump came in with 18%. Behind him, Obama with 15%.
7: Once it was reluctantly aroused. It was hard to get it aroused, and it is hard to get it aroused, but we got it aroused.
4: And then uh, third place is uh, the man who allegedly got more votes than any other man ever. Oh, yeah. bo (laughs) Nobody believes I was able to do it. So That's funny. A Ridiculous 3% opted for Fauci.
0: I saw that too.
4: It reminded me of that bumper sticker I mentioned on the last show. Mm -hmm. Fauci for president. We just honked and laughed.
0: (laughs) And you're dumb. (laughs) And
4: you're dumb. Honk, honk, clown world. That's how it feels. You're going to get flipped off and I'm going to fucking heckle the shit out of you. I didn't read like super far into this, but... Bill Gates' fucking sun dimming technology. Yeah, Can you see this? He wants to spray <laughs> some particles into the stratosphere to, you know, dim the sun's rays. I'm like what?
0: I'd like to spray some particles in his stratosphere.
4: Oh shit! Don't touch my. Don't touch the stratosphere.
3: I know you're half retarded.
4: Everything's been fine, century after century. The sun is uh, very important. Leave Stratosphere alone. Seriously, it's fucking embarrassing. Um, oh, moving right along here. <laughs> <laughs> Another noteworthy uh, political story, since I'm on this beat this week for some reason, mm. was um, there's a high school senior in Nevada who's suing his charter school for this class they're required to take, entitled Sociology of Change. Um, it's supposed to be democracy prep so it's like they're pretending that they're teaching kids about how the republic runs i guess um and what it is is critical race theory so he's mixed he's um his mom is black and his late father was white um and he talks about just like feeling incredibly discriminated towards because he was asked to identify with an oppressive group and then like if if he couldn't basically admit that you're an oppressor. So because he's half white, he's an oppressor, you know? It's just huh. so he was like, fuck this and
0: I thought you could lean on the half black part though.
4: <laughs> he doesn't pass the paper bag test, baby. He's hmm. light skinned, he has green eyes and light hair.
0: See, that's why the whole race thing falls <laughs> apart.
4: The whole race thing falls apart because...
0: There's just too many... uh, We're all American. It's a a spectrum.
4: Or fuck, I don't care what country you're from, but we're all human. Don't look at the color of your skin to decide anything about you. It's the way you act. It's what you show me and how you treat me.
0: Well, that's the world that the left wants to inhabit, is the one where you're judged by your outward appearance and your proclaimed identity
4: makes you sick rather
0: than by like what you've done and what you you know your actions
4: yeah exactly but man he took all he took some pictures of like the powerpoints that were being presented and um the funniest part is like the teacher she has a slide where she has like filled out everything that they want them to answer towards like nailing down their identity so it's just race gender socioeconomic status sexual orientation disabilities religion age language and for sexual orientation she has herself listed as bisexual which puts her in both privilege and oppressive classes and then for disabilities she wrote mental health with an asterisk and uh, they they blurred out whatever the asterisk was, which is unfortunate. Uh, and she has both privilege and oppressive. And she just was like, man, if your teacher is admitting to having a mental health problem. They probably shouldn't be a teacher. Right? Like, get over that shit and teach other people. I don't know. They consider depression like a mental health issue. And I think it's uh, pretty human yeah. to feel depressed at times.
0: I mean, rainy days, you know.
4: Even anxiety. That's just a human emotion. You know, you got to face it and figure out where the root cause is. You can't just like take a pill and suppress some of these things.
0: Right. Or experiencing it even like, even like on a regular basis, isn't necessarily a sign that you're, you have some kind of disease or illness, you know? Yeah. At the very least, it might be like a sign that you need to figure something out.
4: But she had a slide with the, a SpongeBob meme where he's got his hands up in the rainbow between them and it says yeah reverse racism doesn't exist one of my favorite fucking talking points from the left yeah you can't be racist if you're black did you know that
0: (laughs) was morphed you know i mean to me yes reverse racism doesn't exist because it's all just racism
4: exactly
0: like if you're gonna be racist against any group i don't care what the group is that's racist but they want to make a different, you know, set of reality. I was scrolling by, and I can't remember where, but I saw the perfect chart of, like, the conflicting beliefs that liberals hold that are just like that.
4: Oh, nice. Yeah, well, the left always eats its own, you know?
0: Yeah. They can't, like... Well, their uh, stringent rules are, like, incompatible with their other stringent rules, so that's why they're constantly eating their own, you know?
4: Exactly. Exactly. But, man, it's like... This is a state funded school. Like these are people's taxpayer money being spent on this kind of brainwashing. It's not education at all. It's just like emotional manipulation.
0: Yeah, it's getting out of control. And if
4: anything, it's it's racism. It's like they're trying to teach these kids racism. They want people to feel good or bad based on the color of their skin. That's messed yeah, up. Yeah,
0: it's fucking wild. I mean, I feel like the this- The education process that we grew up with throughout the 90s and early aughts was pretty worthless, honestly, but not so, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, like, subversive. It didn't feel, like, outwardly subversive like nowadays curriculum is. Agreed. It's wild how much it's changed in just, like, 15 years or so since I've been through school. 10 to 15. I mean, college is going to be a different story. College is like, you show up to college and it's Marxist central for sure. Yeah. And that was true when I was there, but that's been true for decades.
4: But we're talking high school.
0: But, like, high school and middle schools and shit, no. That doesn't. That didn't used to happen. That was a different story.
4: When, when I went through public schooling, um, anything about discrimination that came up always came back to this teacher in, like, I don't remember when, maybe the 80s or something. I don't know. But we would watch this video of this teacher who told her class, like, to basically like not play with or be nice to anyone with blue eyes. Like, oh, you you know, people with blue eyes are lesser than everyone else and you should treat them as such. And she made them like do that for a day and then, you know, was like, hey, did you see how stupid that was? But people played along, you know, because yep. psychology, she was like, if you have brown eyes, you're great. People you, would
0: people would do just about anything if told so by, like, someone with a perceived authority. That's, that's crazy. That's scary. <laughs> like, in psych class, I can't remember the name of the study or who did it, but there was a study uh, involving participants would come in, and then they'd be ridden, given instructions to, like, uh, someone would have to do with this task, and everything they got wrong, they would get shocked, and the mm. participant would have to deliver the shock. Oh, and hell No. Progressively, as they failed this task, so the person failing the task was a dummy in, in the on the experiment, right? Okay. And they weren't actually hooked up to any electrocution, so they were an actor. But every time um, they did the shock, basically they could see the person in a glass behind a piece of glass or whatever, so they could like see and hear the person getting the shock. <laughs> And the person in the coat basically just kept telling them, No, they need to be shocked. They need to be shocked and turn the dial up and shock them. Oh my God. So this person would act and act more and more and more, uh, being electrocuted. And some horrible percentage of like the participants would continue to administer the shock until like after the person had like lost consciousness. Like, they would just, like, be passed out and, like, on the oh table, my. and they were still just given the shock because they were just told to do the shock.
4: That's sick.
0: They kept pushing the button. The people will just do it. I mean, most, uh, I don't know how much, I don't know the numbers, but it was a shockingly huge number.
4: Duoden posted Milgram experiment in the chat. Looks like that might be what it was.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the one.
4: Experiments began, began in 1961 mm-hmm. at Yale
0: here results i want to have the number yeah in the first set 26 out of 40 experiment participants so fit 65% administered the final massive 450 foot volt shock oh my god so 65% of the people went all the way through the whole way and all administered shocks of at least 300 volts 100% what? subjects were uncomfortable doing so and displayed varying degrees of tension and stress These signs include sweating, trembling, stuttering, biting their lips, groaning, and digging their fingernails into their skin. And some were even having nervous laughing fits or seizures. 14 of the 40 subjects showed definite signs of nervous laughing or smiling. Every participant paused the experiment at least once to question it. Most continued after being assured by the experimenter. Some said they would refund the money they were uh, paid for participating. But yeah. 65% 65% went through every fucking shock.
4: That's crazy. No, I would just be like, I can't shock someone That makes me sick because I wouldn't want to be shocked. Even <laughs> though some
0: were, you know, like uncomfortable and like stressed out and doing it and didn't want to do it. I said they all went up to 300 volts. Mm. Craziness.
4: I'm surprised it didn't go up to 330 volts for all of them.
0: <laughs> Before conducting the experiment, uh, he pulled 14 senior psych majors to predict the uh, behavior. All the poll respondents believed that only a very small fraction of the teachers would be prepared to inflict the maximum voltage. Um, he al- also informally polled his colleagues and found that they also believe very few subjects would actually progress beyond the very strong shock, the 300 level. And let me see how it was laid out, because this is kind of interesting. Uh, there was three people in the experiment. Like I said, the experimenter... So that's the authority figure in the coat
6: mm-hmm.
0: who's administering the session. A teacher who's a volunteer for a single section session. The teachers were led to believe that they were merely assisting, but they were actually the subjects of the experiment. And then the learner who was an, actually an actor and a confederate of the experimenter who pretended to be the volunteer. So the actual subject were those teachers, but the teachers were told that they this exper- uh, that this learner was the subject the patsy, the actor. The subject and the actor arrive at the session together. Experimenter told them that they were taking part in a scientific study of memory and learning to see what the effect of punishment is on a subject's ability to memorize the content. Uh, also, he always clarified that the payment for their participation in the ex- experiment was secured regardless of its development. <laughs> so the subject and actor drew slips of paper to determine their roles. Unknown to the subject, both slips said teacher. So... Yeah. The actor would always claim to have drawn the slip that read learner, thus guaranteeing that the subject would always be the teacher. So they never knew, you know, they thought it was random. <sighs> Next, the teacher and learner were taken into adjacent rooms where the learner is strapped to what appeared to be an electric chair, and the experimenter, dressed in a lab coat, in order to appear to have more authority, told the participants that this was to ensure the learner would not escape. In later variations of the experiment, the Confederate would eventually plead for mercy and yelled that he had a heart condition. So oh. they, like, tried to amp it up to see how that would change the uh, the statistics, you know. Jeez. At some point prior to the actual test, the teacher was given a sample electric shock from the electric o- electroshock generator in order to experience firsthand what the shock that the learner would supposedly receive would feel like. Uh, then they were separated so that they communicate, but they could not see each other. Okay, so they could oh. only, it was only audio. The teacher was then given a list of word pairs that he was to teach the learner. The teacher began by reading the list of word pairs to the learner. The teacher would then read the first word uh, of each pair and read four possible answers, and the learner would need to press a button to indicate his response. And if the answer was wrong, the teacher was supposed to shock the learner with the voltage increasing 15 volts at a time for every wrong answer. If you get a right answer, they would just read the next word pair. And the voltage ranged from 15 to 450. The shock generator included verbal markings that vary from slight shock to danger-severe shock. Uh, And the subjects believed that for every wrong answer, the learner was receiving actual shocks, when in reality there were no shocks. Uh, if at any time the teacher indicated a desire to halt the experiment, the experimenter was instructed to give specific verbal prods. The prods were, in this order, 1. Please continue, or please go on. 2. The experiment requires that you continue. 3. It is absolutely essential that you continue. and 4. You have no other choice. You must go on.
4: Fuck that. They said the money was secured.
0: So the (laughs) second prod can only be used if the first prod was unsuccessful. And if the subject still wished to stop after all four prods, then the experiment stopped. So basically that was the script. And if they said no four times, then they would stop. Otherwise, the experiment uh, was halted after the subject had elicited the maximum 450 volt shock three times in succession. Oh my gosh. The experimenter also had prods to use if the teacher made specific comments. So if the teacher asked whether the learner might suffer permanent physical harm, the experimenter rep- uh, would reply, Although the shocks may be painful, there is no permanent tissue damage, so please go on. If the teacher said that the learner clearly wants to stop, the experimenter would reply, Whether the learner likes it or not, you must go on until he has learned all the words, all the word pairs correctly, so please go on. And yeah, these people—if they're told to do it by somebody in a coat—they'll do it.
4: Right, the prodding is all it takes. It kind of reminds me of like the false confessions that cops can get out of people. You like, know,
0: sixty-five percent went the distance, which is alarming. <laughs> but all—but they one, all did. All one hundred went past three hundred volts, starting at fifteen.
4: Oh, that's wild. It's just
0: incredible. And uh, you know, you see in that—that's—that's who you trust when you go to a fucking grocery store, the general public. Like, that's what, that's what they'll do in an experiment with strangers, you know? That's what you'll do with a stranger if somebody in a suit is telling you it's okay. Or telling you you must. Telling you that's the rule. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, dude. People are just, like, programmable robots.
4: Yeah, we've seen that with the coof. The coof madness. Coofer madness. Ah. Well, I wanted to circle back to a story I had brought up a couple episodes ago, which is the execution of lisa montgomery uh who as a reminder murdered a missouri woman in 2004 who was pregnant and cut open her stomach removed the baby and pretended it was her own for a day until she got caught so her execution date is now on hold after her lawyers were seeking clemency for her saying that she's mentally ill and she has brain damage from childhood trauma and abuse. Um, The justice department rescheduled it for January 12th, but the district court fought back and said, no, um, the government cannot set an execution date while there's a stay of execution in place because her lawyers, conveniently, came down with the coronavirus when this whole debate started. And so there's a stay of execution in place since they couldn't work because they were sick. So they keep fighting for her to push it into Biden's term as if he's going to be the next president. As if he's going to immediately say, no death penalty. You are pardoned, my child. <laughs> um, That's like the hope. But it's just crazy. Like... <laughs> just it's more like a.
0: Well, I think that like under the Biden admin, they're just not going to do federal executions. Probably like under the Obama. Yeah, like and where so they just don't just do sit them. Sit around on death row forever.
4: Exactly. Trump was the first one to start doing them again, if I'm correct. Yeah. Start it, taking care of the list. I think I they did know. the
0: first one in like twelve years or something.
4: It's crazy. It's just so so much taxpayer money to be like, okay, you are sentenced to death, and then it's like 30 years later, uh-huh. still sitting around waiting to die, that sucks too, what a way to exist I don't know, I mean if you're mentally ill and incapable of taking care of yourself at the same time, it's, it's like using jail in place of a hospital like an insane asylum or something now I
7: may be wrong
4: <laughs> to uh to pivot into, like, our one of our favorite topics. Yes. Um, Trump pardoned a federal marijuana prisoner. Nice. Yes, Weldon Angelos, who had served 13 years of his sentence. Um, and no one really talked about it. He actually pardoned more than just him. He pardoned quite a few convicted um, people who were convicted of weed and other drug charges, but they were all overlooked because he also pardoned Roger Stone, and Paul Manafort this week. Right. Which is, of course, what the national media is going to talk about. But, um, yeah, you know, that's cool. Getting nonviolent offenders out of prison yeah, and expunging them lead, so they can uh, good move. pick up their life again, you know, start over. Yeah, he had a whole slew of people who got presidential pardons.
0: Alfred Lee Crum was, like, a wild one. President Trump granted Alfred Lee Crum a full pardon. Mr. Crum, who is now 89... Pled guilty in 1952 at the age of 19 to helping his wife's uncle illegally distill moonshine in Oklahoma. He served three years of probation, paid a $250 fine, uh, and maintained a clean record. Strong marriage for nearly 70 years, blah, blah, blah. blah. So he got a pardon.
4: Wow. Moonshine. Little shiners, man. Under 52. 1952? 1952. Illegally distilled moonshine. Hmm.
0: Yeah. It's interesting uh, what a pardon would do for like an old guy like that, you know. Yeah. When he was only like on probation for it anyway.
4: That's why I, yeah, exactly. Cuz I think about it mostly as like reentry into society, like the expungement and everything. It's like, okay, you can go find a job now. You have your opportunities back, you know. You have a clean record. Try again. But, yeah, 89, jeez.
0: 89. 89 mm. years of age.
4: Oh, that reminds me, um, just like, um, you know, every year a lot of people die, but my piano teacher passed on Christmas Day, which was kind of a bummer. She was 90 and she was, she needed to get her pacemaker changed out, but when she went to the hospital, they wanted to, um, wait, For some reason, they were like, we're afraid that you're going to come down with the virus. And then guess what happened while she was in the hospital? She came down with the virus. (laughs) And then, um, you know, they put her on a ventilator. And now she's gone. And she was like, she was still teaching piano lessons. And um, she was a music leader at churches and stuff. Music director. Couldn't think of the word for a second. So, that was a bummer. I know, I've actually heard from a few people who lost... Loved ones on Christmas Day. Help, so. help, help. <laughs> oh, oh. ho. Well, she's dead. Well, she's dead. My la- The last time I saw her was Rayla's second birthday party when we visited Massachusetts. And my family all got together and she was there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she was, um, how to put it politely, um... She was very, like, commanding of the space. You know, it's like she wants to run everything. He was bossing everybody around. Bossy, yeah. but That's definitely her personality, so... Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, she was hospitalized for, like, um... Jeez, I guess it was, like, two weeks. They just kept her there. I think they may have moved her to, like, a rehabilitation facility while they were waiting. I'm not sure what they were waiting for. Like, she, maybe she had a slight fever or something. But it's like, man, the lady's pacemaker is messing up. You got to get that fixed. And they
0: just wouldn't do it.
4: Need your ticker. No, they wouldn't do it because they suspected she was going to come down with the virus. And then she did. It's just wow. crazy. Yep.
0: They killed her trying to keep her safe. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I know. Sounds about right. Sounds right. Indeed. And. Her um memorial service is going to be, like, virtual over Zoom. And I got an invite, and I'm, like, so uncomfortable about that. I'm like, a Zoom memorial service? You know, you can't hug anyone or talk to anyone. It's so weird. Yeah. Virtual memorial. Yeah. Um, it's just not right. And it's it's also not right she couldn't have any visitors or anything, you know? Right. This whole time she was... every It's, it's like we all knew she was going to die once you're in those conditions, so... There's, there's another COVID death for the books, even though it was more likely her heart. Yeah. Oh, it just <laughs> makes you sick.
0: Just ridiculous. 90 man.
4: years old man. She was still had a lot of life left in her. But, oh, a 69 uh, year old man was commuted of his marijuana sentence in Michigan by um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. 69! 69, dudes! <laughs> She's not winning any brownie points with me for that action, but yeah, he was facing a 60-year sentence after selling three pounds to undercover cops, along with some firearms charges. Because, of course, the minute you have a gun and weed in the same place, it's a felony.
0: Yeah, that's horseshit, dude.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. You want to go behind the curtain?
0: That's probably the time.
4: Yeah. Let me talk about the good herb back here.
0: Smoke weed every day.
4: So, um, our city landed in high times this week. Oh? Mm-hmm. A spake, a spake, oh boy, I am ready to be back, back, here back. Here behind the curtain. A spike in fatal car crashes here in Kansas City led the police to point the finger at Pot. Oh sure, because oh, it's because like, now we cause have the medical. Because there's one
0: medical shop open somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right around here.
4: Exactly. No, not even in the city. You have to go outside it's of the like city. To the Lee Independence or, or Lee right? Summit. Yeah, one yeah. shop, and they have mostly CBD strains. So it's not <laughs> even like mind altering with the THC or anything. Oh, God. So the cops gave a presentation to the city's board of police commissioners meeting that just happened and they said there were a hundred fatal vehicular collisions this month which was 40 percent higher than last year right well that was that's always my first thought when i see people dying in car accidents is alcohol right like biden's niece who wrapped her car around a tree but anyway 53%, 53% according to their little powerpoint involved marijuana impairment or a combination with another intoxicant. And so it's like okay, so maybe they had THC in their in their system when you did the autopsy. But first of all, you don't know if that means they had just smoked or they had smoked a week ago or what. Since you know THC. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Gonna linger around for quite a while. And then, like, the combination with another intoxicant? Well, shit, let's look at what the other intoxicants are, right? Like, alcohol, maybe? Or Xanax, or... Or, Yeah, exactly. Some sleeping pill?
0: I have a lot of friends that did ignorant shit, including dying, on Xanax.
4: Yeah. Fuck. A lot of ignorant shit on Xanax. And, um... Then they were like, "Well, you know, there's other potential issues such as speed, attention, and not wearing seatbelts." And it's like, "Yeah, you know, maybe we should focus." <laughs> I don't know. Like, driver's ed is pretty all encompassing, and if you don't pay attention on the road, like, yeah, something bad's gonna happen. I don't, th- I don't believe in like nannying people and being like don't play with your radio while you're driving don't do this you better wear a seatbelt blah 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 it's like no you're free to do whatever you want you know just try and be courteous of other people that's all i ask pay attention to other drivers i'm not asking for that much maybe we need a few more lessons on using turn signals around (laughs) here but that's it if i'm gonna lecture someone let's talk about turn signals yeah there you go i just thought that was so stupid I was like, oh, yeah, we just got medical, (laughs) have no availability of product, really, in the legal market, and they're just going to point the finger immediately. Look at what we've done. (laughs) But, you know, Kansas City has um, come, like, quite a ways with weed. I mean, in 2018, the Jackson County prosecutor ended prosecutions for possession, Right, And then um, then we approved medical And then the city council went ahead And removed possession ordinances off the books So it's like Just get over it, cops Weed's a non-issue We're tired of your lecturing These are the idiots that said They can't tell the difference between hemp and pot And that's why hemp shouldn't be legal You remember that shit from the highway patrol? Stupid
1: You know, you gotta stop calling the cops, dude You're acting like a little child, okay?
4: Ah, yeah. Anyway, a major funder in Montana's legalization initiative could be prosecuted for campaign finance violations. It's an organization that contributed $4.7 million towards the reform measure. And they had a complaint filed against them by an anti-legalization activist um, prior to the vote, which alleged that the group is what's known as an independent committee or um, something whose primary purpose is supporting or opposing candidates or ballot issues but is neither a ballot issue nor a political party committee. And so if they are found to be an independent committee, they'll have to disclose all the information about where their funds came from. And, um, yeah, so they're trying to figure out in court if the group exists mainly to influence elections, basically. Hmm. There, uh, The formal referral for prosecution was filed yesterday, Monday. Easy there. Oh, that was wild. Um, This coffee mug that Eleanor, my piano teacher who just passed, just randomly fell. And it's been sitting there for every episode of Bowl After Bowl. She's here. Oh, she she's says dead. hi. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes. K-12 students in Pennsylvania can learn about making sustainable plastic out of hemp, if they so choose, during the state farm show, which will be taking place virtually in January. It sounded kind of cool. There's like a bunch of classes that were listed when I uh, looked it up, including um, how to raise livestock, make butter, and organic farming techniques. I was like, shoot, maybe we can get our kids on that virtual uh, farm show. And they can learn a thing or two. Yeah, there you go. Plus, you know, hemp
0: hemp it's what's for dinner
4: hemp it's could be what's yeah we've had the hemp seeds before but shoot you can do anything out of hemp just as jack harrer suggested the, hemper the hemperer himself rest in power um normal came up with a list of states to watch in 2021 and i will go through them keep because an eye on them these are states that may be seeing you know weed in their future The first is Kentucky. Um, The governor has urged lawmakers to pass legislation in the 2021 session to allow patients access to medical cannabis. Um, And the House actually approved a medical bill, but it never received consideration in Senate. You know how that happens. But a poll showed that 90% of Kentucky residents support regulating medical weed. So 90%. That's a pretty
0: That's a big number, That's crazy high support.
4: Pretty big number, dude. And I mean, it makes sense for the agricultural industry. Um, Virginia. The governor publicly announced his support for recreational use. And the budget that he has proposed includes funding for expungements and some funds to help establish a legal market. Um, in 2020, Virginia decriminalized possession, made a medical program legal under state law, And banned police searches on the basis of odor, which I do recall talking about on our show. We said it was a step in the right direction. But, um.
0: We did say that, didn't we? Yeah. I wish we said it.
4: I know I said it.
0: I have the button, but it's not playing anything.
4: Uh. Oh, well. We tried. We tried to get the song out. It didn't work. Maybe you have your board muted. I don't know. It's
0: possible. I'll
4: move on. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Till he's sick.
0: You tried. Sorry. Could be know. the
4: first time you ever choked in front of everyone. This I don't is know. the first time I've ever <laughs> choked
0: in front of everyone in the bowl, maybe.
4: In the yeah, in the bowl. This episode, <laughs> probably this episode exactly. I was gonna say. Anyway, Rhode Island makes Normals' list of states to watch in 2021 um, because lawmakers had a hearing in November to discuss recreational use in a recreational market um and the senate president dominic ruggiero has instructed the chamber's majority leader to draft a legalization bill for 2021 so could be seeing it there would make sense their neighbors you know in massachusetts have it so why not that is just a hop skip and the jump away too like you can drive into rhode island from mass and not even realize it (laughs) very easily i have done it south carolina Lawmokers. Mo- law- law oh boy. So it begins. Smoke jokers. moke jokers. Lawmakers are hoping to legalize medical in 2021 and have pre filed separate House and Senate versions of the South Carolina Compassionate Care Act, which was previously approved by a subcommittee vote in April of 2019. Subcommittees. Gotta love them. I just, just still don't understand, like the purpose it's basically just like a letter of recommendation if you get a subcommittee vote right because i remember every year like year after year from 2012 on there'd be a subcommittee that would be like hemp legalize it here in missouri that's a great idea and then nothing would happen you know it was just like and then that's where i saw highway patrol that's where we were we were at the subcommittee meeting and highway patrol showed up and they're just like what happened we are like the same they look the same and so like how will we know we won't (laughs) So you can't legalize we hemp, can't tell with the dang okay? old hemp man Because that basically like is the, weed
0: it not look like the leaves, look like the weed, man Talking about dang old hemp man I don't know.
4: It's got the green leaves and the stalks It's got stalks, you know, it like grows Out of the ground
0: Roll up on your rest people and um, shoot them in the face yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: New York I'm surprised New York doesn't have Recreational, honestly But Cuomo, he said, uh, pressure is on after New Jersey legalized. And I guess for the past two years, he's been including legalization as part of his annual budget proposal, but it never gets support. New Mexico made the list because a legislative task force issued the recommendation to the governor, who was all for uh, full rec, and in 2019, the House actually passed a recreational bill, but it stalled in Senate. Senate. Uh, that's the story, isn't it? It's <laughs> the story of bills.
0: Stalling. Stalling in the Senate. It's a great place for it to stall, if it gets out of committee at all.
4: Yeah. And finally, Connecticut, surrounded by legal states, of course, New Jersey and Massachusetts, um, Governor Ned Lamont, probably saying that wrong, Lamont, Lamont, I don't know, but he backed legislation in 2020, which received consideration... By a key legislative committee, but didn't advance. Hmm. Now I wanted to add here
0: consideration, but
4: I was surprised that Maryland didn't make Normals list, and so I'm adding it to my personal state to watch uh, in 2021 list. Okay. Because um, they had a delegate, because they have a House of Delegates instead of a House of Representatives. So delegate, Jen- <laughs> I'm so used to saying House of Representatives, I was like delegate. Ooh, fancy, but. <laughs> Uh, Delegate Jazz Lewis already pre-filed a legalization bill. And at this point, especially after the 2020 recession, you know, here's our recession-proof industry, as I say in every episode of Bowl After Bowl, weed, hop on, make free money for your state, you know? Shoot, there's a lot of money rolling in.
0: Yeah, cha-ching, cha-ching, man.
4: You can either make it legally or let it keep going to people illegally. state's choice.
0: I should probably
6: try it.
4: (laughs) Um, Cannabis Cup did kind of a neat thing this year for their situation. Yeah. They decided to send out kits to dispensary workers in legal states and have them be the judge so that state dispensary workers were judging state product. Oh, that's cool. You know? I thought that was really cool. And I also was like, you know, if you've been working with, like, all these different local strains and stuff, you would probably know best. Like
0: definitely, yeah, you yeah? have the palate developed and the tolerance also to be able to, because it actually takes some tolerance built up to be able to try all of that bud like legitimately and seriously, not just get blasted, you know. Yeah, but actually, like be able to judge it.
4: And they have like at cannabis cup, from what I understand of what I witnessed, it looks like they're in a usual cannabis cup pre COVID cannabis cup. They would have like five judges who sit at a table, and it looked like they were pretty much using product after product after product. You know, like at least per. I think they would have different judges per. Um, whatever the subcategory was, like there would be like the dab judges, and there would be the flower judges or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was each category that it was.
4: I mean, come on, you're on that third product. <laughs> you're just like, yay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just judge the uh, indica flower. Fuck. I mean,
4: if it's like wine, you know, whenever we would do wine testings, you get to that last testing and you're like, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) I'm buying a bottle of this. This is the best shit. This is so yummy. Oh, man. This is the greatest wine I've ever had. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) no, you're just drunk. You're just wine drunk.
6: (laughs) Doesn't Uh, take much.
4: But I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. And, you know, New England represent now my homeland that I, uh, at some point, you know, we're going to have to visit my family regardless of if they're like, oh, virus. Yeah. Cause like the kids grow so fast.
0: Yeah, definitely.
4: And if I was them, I would want to see my grandkids for sure. <coughs> and in Nana's case, great grandkids. And I saw this, I saw this art that I was thinking about, um, Printing off as the cover of like our uh, baby gender reveal card because I also don't know I'm pregnant.
0: Right. Um, I forgot. I'm
4: waiting until we know the gender and then I can be like, oh, we're having a, you know, whatever. And um, but the picture is like a little girl hugging her grandma and it's the caption is, "Some risks are always worth taking." Yeah. And so I just wanted to send that and be like, come on, like (laughs) my presence isn't gonna kill you. Definitely. But anyway, that's. That's personal talk for a different time, but um, New Jersey is in a weird situation because their constitutional amendment to legalize goes into effect on January 1st, but there's actually a separate bill going through that's causing a snag because it decriminalizes possession, including for people under the age of 21. Nice. Yeah, removes penalties for everyone possessing up to six ounces. Whoa, huh. that's, that's generous. I was like, damn, that's generous. Exactly. That's generous. Um, and, of course, the recreational um, amendment that passed, that makes a market that's good for 21 plus.
0: See, that would be so, perfect for stepping in the right direction.
4: No joke.
0: Blueberry, if you're listening, my file got erased for stepping in the right direction. I need you to resend it. <laughs> Poor favor. Oh. A, a, a black hole just ate it. Like, I looked at the file source, and there's just nothing there. Somehow it got <laughs> iced.
4: Huh. That's no I good, because that I probably moved great... a
0: folder around and then didn't realize where I put it or something. But it's, it's not connected to the file, and the file's nowhere to be found. Oh. Uh. Nowhere on the disk, man. It's gone. It's just gone as fuck.
4: Yeah. Well, imagine a world where alcohol sales, you know, are the same. It's like, you have to be 21 to buy alcohol and possess it. But instead... It's like you have to be 21 to buy it. But if you've got it and you're under 21, well that's all right. Yeah.
0: I mean, that sounds fine to me, fuck.
4: I know. That's <laughs> the real
0: that's the real crux of it is like for me, I saw most people whose lives like really got f- destroyed by just weed alone. It was because of either, you know, misdemeanors or felonies on their record at a young age. Mm. Before they even came of age. Most of the people that I saw that got, you know, held down forever, that happened to them. And that's ridiculous, you know? That's not to say that we shouldn't, like, keep kids safe. We should always keep kids safe. But hitting them with all these big-ass records while they're just kids is not doing it.
4: No, it's not helpful to anyone. No,
0: and the detriment of the weed is negligent compared to the fucking the detriment from the charges. Yes. That the the permanent record they have to carry around for the rest of their lives. It's incredible. So I definitely support, as far as, like, no criminal charges, you know, at any age. At any age.
4: Yeah.
0: Because that would be absolutely ridiculous. Like, okay, you can be 21, you can possess this, but (laughs) if you're younger than that, you're going to ruin your life? Yeah, just for having it. That's the also the preachiness of the drug war in general of like we're gonna ruin your life because drugs could ruin your life it's like yeah what this that doesn't even make any logical sense come that's, on man
4: that's the war on drugs that we live under
0: in a nutshell that's like the logic of it for sure
4: it it kind of seems like the governor of new jersey is gonna sign both of them because he said he wanted to sign them both on the same day which is like oh you want to sign them both? Cool. Both them both 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 bills? <laughs>
0: Sign them both. I like it.
4: Woo! Yeah. And then my last weedy story is there is this study that found CBD oil will extend. It's not just for seizures anymore. Oh. CBD oil can extend the shelf life and stop mold growth on strawberries. Oh. It also halts yeast production. So they're like looking into this. As being a potential antimicrobial treatment for all fresh produce.
0: I'll be damned. That's pretty neat. Well, CBD oil.
4: Yeah. And they, uh, I guess there is another, a separate research team that highlighted the promises of CBD infused mouthwash. I would much rather use, you know, like plant-based stuff in my mouth than uh, say like the fluoride <laughs> whatever. Sure. <laughs> it's everywhere. So... Yeah, I also have some uh, some other drug news. Ooh, beyond the good herb. <laughs> In D.C., the city council passed and signed into law uh, decriminalization of drug paraphernalia possession as part of the broader opioid overdose prevention act that they've been working on. Um, and they said that this is going to allow for distribution of harm reduction tools. They did not elaborate on that, but I'm guessing clean syringes. Gotcha. Um, I
0: like some kind of needle exchange.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Do you want to
0: tell me you've come here looking for pot?
4: This is where a step in the right direction would also work. <laughs> God damn Booberry did post it in the chat for you. Oh, he did? Yes, he did. What? Boobs coming through. What a dude. What a dude And then uh, New Hampshire Supreme Court rules in favor Of religious freedom to use psychedelic mushrooms
0: Psychedelic mushrooms So
4: psilocybin Cool in New Hampshire
0: We should really do a thing on mushrooms sometime I
4: guess. Heck yeah It's a step in the right direction after all After all it's a step in the
0: right direction It's a step in the right direction After all
4: Yeah. And you know, Canada also, the health minister said that um, healthcare professionals, a handful of them, will be able to legally use mushrooms. Nice. So, yeah. Good for them. (laughs) Yeah, Canada, with your legal weed, your legal mushrooms. You got the weed, you got
0: the boom (laughs) booms, you don't need nothing else.
4: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you don't need nothing, what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Weeded boomers, weeded boomers. It's a great
4: start. (laughs) <laughs> it's a step in the right direction, but come on. There's a, some other plant-based things that should definitely be fine and good. I oh, seriously, if it comes from a plant, it should be fine and good.
0: You want know, the nose beers? The coca sugar chingy, the cola?
4: <laughs> Take uh opium, for example. Oh, it's fine if you put a bunch of freaking research chemicals into it and make it a, you know, heroin, but pull a little sticky icky out of the flower and oh no that that's bad you can't do that
0: oh this
5: is kind of interesting but all right i'm pretty high
0: yes opium should be on the table for sure
4: yeah you know just Come a on. suggestion
0: instead they make it into this gross fucking deadly ass <laughs> shit all the time the
4: hair on the fentanyl the fentanyl that shit is crazy
0: that shit is offensive <laughs>
4: I um I do have a fentanyl you've got experience. This,
0: you've got opium, <laughs> like tar plant squeezed opium. And then you've got fentanyl. Oh my
4: god. Yeah. Well, when I went to the emergency room with my ectopic pregnancy, um jeez, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago now. Three mm-hmm. almost three. That's what they gave me, like last minute after hours of like writhing about on the hospital bed like the worst pain i've ever experienced far beyond any discomfort of childbirth this ectopic pregnancy was (laughs) and i was just i was sweating i was pale i was like ready to put a bullet in my head i was in so much pain like before we left the house to go to the hospital i remember crawling downstairs to you and being like you need to take me to the hospital And I'm, you know, I'm not a hospital person. But then the lady was like, well, I'm going to give you something for your pain. And I was like, what, what, what? And she was like, well, I'm going to give you fentanyl. And I was like, well, I don't want fentanyl. And she was like, well, you really need fentanyl. And I was like, no, (laughs) I fought it for a minute. But then I was just like, well, you know let this be an experiment and then i was like damn i remember getting up i was like i got to go to the bathroom i just casually walked across the hall to the bathroom when i could not move because i was in so much pain before that and i looked at you and i was like this stuff's pretty good
6: <laughs> i don't know i haven't done a lot of different
5: drugs
4: but um yeah no uh-uh, i just it's not something i'm going to do for fun it was yeah um an incredible medical intervention in that point in time um and uh, yeah i'd rather take plant based shit though for sure you yeah. know next time i could have just smoked a little opium at home and been fine and gotten to the hospital and been like eh, something's really wrong but i'm feeling pretty good
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so
0: it's all about the cold water extraction on those uh pharmaceutical pills
4: oh yeah get all the junk out of just there just pull
0: the tylenol out and then drink the rest that's the way to do it
4: <laughs> that is the way to
0: do it. And basically do that while you're recovering from like broken bones and shit, you know, like extreme pain. And then uh, yeah, that's all the time you really you don't even need opiates, but that's that's like what they should be used for. Problem is that like the habitual use or a treatment of a chronic problem with that is not the way to go. Uh
4: uh-uh. No, not at all. It's not a
0: long term solution to any problem. It's like there's the light at the end of the tunnel and We'll use some opiates to get there. Yeah. Which is, you know, what typically they'll prescribe you in the hospital for, you know. Yep. Problem is people get over whatever ails them and then they still want the pills.
4: Yeah, exactly. Because it's addictive. Yep. And also, like, sometimes they start people out there like, well, you're going to be in a lot of pain. So, you know, you take two a day or three a day and you start off that high already. It's like, damn, then you need more. You know, because you're yeah. always looking for that first high. You're always, like, fighting for that. But then you're, like, if you get to the point where you're taking six pills a day or something, like, geez. Now you're heading into OD territory. I don't know. And with the lockdown, of course, there's been, like, way more overdoses than there should be. So people get stuck in their environment. You yeah. know, environment's the real killer. But Oh, man. Morphine chatter in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over and saw that. My great-grandpa would approve.
6: So when are we smoking some weed?
4: When aren't we? hey You remember the first time you ever choked in front of everyone?
0: First time I ever choked in front of everyone. Yeah, I remember. How could you forget? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was still homeschooled, or I might have been a freshman. It was right in there, because I went back to high school for my freshman year. And, uh, we were just at the park at, like, the summer or whatever, Kids Fest or whatever they did at the park. And they had this, uh, talent show at the park. <laughs> and I didn't know if they did the talent show every year or whatever. I would never really... I just dicked around on the playground mostly, to get the kids thing. Yeah. And then my parents were like you should go into the talent show that starts in 30 minutes. Or
4: oh, oh, no. <laughs> just,
0: like, on the spot, you know? Yeah. And I was like, huh? And they're like, yeah, just do that drum solo that you always practice for drum lessons. I was like, eh, okay. Did and you
4: have your drum set with you?
0: No, it was at the church. So we went to the church oh. and loaded it up in the van. And pretty much I had time to, like, run haphazardly threw that drum solo twice at the church and then we threw my drums in the van and then we drove back to the park and it was like my turn and they fucking oh no i set the drums up on the stage and i just fucking got up (laughs) sat down and then just choked the fuck out like what am i even doing here like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and so then i like just started it And then I didn't know, I got maybe three or four beats in. I didn't really know where to go. I didn't know the whole thing. I like was shitting my brain at my butt. And I just cut to the last four of it. I just like went to the end of it. (laughs) So I played like the opening and the end of it. And then just like got right off the fucking stage. I played maybe like a 25 second drum solo or something stupid short. Dang. I was just like, nope. Bye.
4: Well, I tried. Yeah. We got up there and you tried. That's all that matters, right? I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think
0: you should have a plan before you try. Yeah. At least in front of everyone. Or it's, you could uh, choke in front of everyone.
4: Damn parental pressure.
0: Uh, we had some voicemails, I think, from some folks that might have choked in front of everyone.
4: Oh, okay. Glad it's not just us.
0: <laughs> oh, everybody's choked.
4: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: I remember the first time I choked physically on a carrot. <laughs> this is Farmer Todd. Cheers, man. Hey, Farmer uh, Todd. I was at, like, my grandparents' house, like, Christmas Eve, I believe, and just totally, like, was, ate a carrot. It was fucking right in my throat. Oh, I couldn't sh- get it out. My uncle Rob, who was, like, 6'2", like, 240 pounds, just a pure piece of steel, grabbed me and, like, gave me the like once shot all over the (laughs) dining room floor and he was like go clean it up (laughs) but as far as like choking on a metaphysical level i remember uh my super senior year at college nice and i was taking a rural sociology class and the idea was uh putting products of agricultural in the face of, you know, everything from milk to meat to whatever. But I totally missed the fucking mark. And I was like a uh, propaganda of certified peace because I'd been to the Western Ohio facility and nobody wanted to be my friend on the project. Meanwhile, I had all these, like, gay white girls Hooking up with the football players, and the uh, they were talking about chocolate milk, and I'm talking about real food like meat, and I totally missed the mark. And I stood up in front of the class and presented my uh, presented my there it is meat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Farmer Todd shape shifted nah, the meat, and then he choked but in front of everyone. Meat. He hit it for
1: real.
0: Yeah. There he is. Whoa. <laughs> that was deep, dude. That got deep. You like shape shifted in the middle of that or something. <laughs> is that the devil of me to ask? The devil did call us. You remember that?
4: Yeah, Satan called our first live episode, That was right? the
0: only time we've ever gone live on uh, Podbean, which is where we host this thing for now. Um, yeah, we went live and like, we got a call from Satan. I don't even know if that's recorded. I'll have to scan the archives.
4: <laughs> Yeah, it's on there somewhere, but... No, no, that wasn't the devil. No. That was either a robot or an alien. Well, that was Farmer <laughs>
0: Todd, and then whatever is... Yeah.
4: Yeah, no. Audio, phones. It gets fucky.
0: Did some tra- traveling through space or something. Yes. Traveling through
4: space. Yeah, well, he did hit that. He hit? Pretty it. hard, so... I mean... He didn't cough at first, but I can tell. Yeah. He's an expert at hitting it. Here's another... <laughs> what? I hit it too. Oh, Oh, choking in front of everyone in the bowl. Oh no!
0: Oh, there's a real choker.
4: (laughs) Damn you! Would have helped you uh, if I was there. That was a lot of chokage. Time like from the bowl. Un- the virtual bowl.
0: Unknown number. So there's the mystery. <laughs> the Google <laughs> the transcription, joking. I was waiting for it to say it at the end or something, but it never said it. there was no words. But the Google transcription just says, Yeah, I suck suck. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, comma. Oh, no. I suck suck. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the suck, whole suck. From unknown <laughs> number. Wow. That was a serious Dang. joke. That the last was. time that the last time they choked in front of everyone.
4: I hope that caller's okay.
0: It's ten forty nine Central Time. Shit. Oh my goodness, we got some decent voicemails. Keep going. She need Cam Gold. Boop. I can't do that with my mouth.
4: Maybe.
0: Doge. I don't have a button for Cam Gold.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Um, That'll earn him some. Yeah, there you go. There you go. What up? Booberry here. Booberry.
6: I'm
3: not really sure if any three of these anecdotes fall into the uh, category for tonight, but I'm going to try anyways. The first one that I got to thinking of was I took a class in college called Devise Theater. It's it's a class where you have to come up with a script, but there's no actual script. So it's more like improv, like a, like a guided improv class. Hmm. And the idea for this. One of the skits that we made up was we were going to do a parody of the please send money to this organization to help feed kids in this particular country,
6: right?
0: Sure.
3: So I was supposed to be the announcer, the, the television host, or the commentator, whatever it may be, and the ad was for an organization called the uh, Feed the Unfortunate Children of Kenya. I went through and did the whole thing, total straight face, and I almost biffed it at the, at the joke, which was, <laughs> please, help us feed the unfortunate children of Kenya. Seriously, let's fuck these kids. <laughs> the second story that I got <laughs> Jesus comes from my second tour with Disney on Ice. <clears throat> we were in Australia. These people are sick. In Australia, everything traveled by conics or uh, shipping containers which would ride on a train, and that meant for each of the spotlights that we had, there was eight of them, we would have to pull the lamps out because them rattling around inside of the train cars would cause them to shatter. And this whole process of pulling uh, lamps out of a spotlight was a colossal pain in the ass. You have to wear a full, well, you're supposed to at least, wear this full like leather rawhide jacket, And these welder gloves and safety glasses and a face shield because these lamps are highly pressurized and they'll actually, like, make divots in the concrete if you drop them on a hard surface or something. So, anyways, we're doing this loadout. Uh, It's maybe my second or third week with this particular show. I'm getting my ass kicked because eight spotlights this whole thing takes for fucking ever pulling them all out. (laughs) Right. And I'm getting reamed on the radio. They're like, Adrian, where the fuck are your spotlights? And I'm fucking (laughs) rushing through. And the spotlights, the, the lamps, traveled in a gator case, a little hard shell case. Well, me, being in, a, being in a rush, grabbed the handle of the gator case, whipped it off of the platform, not realizing that I had forgot to lash it. And I wish I could say that this all happened in slow motion, but it did. <laughs> I whipped it, and those lamps went flying, and they, three of them, no, four of them shattered. And each one's about,
4: whoa, what a cliffhanger.
0: Oh, no. No, it's all right. They call he's you. Got the, he's got the wrist.
3: I'm too long-winded. So anyways, <laughs> each one of those this lamps is about $750. Holy fuck. Oh. And I shattered three of them. And I had to fucking turn tail and go to our stage manager and be like, fuck, dude. I did this thing. He's like, oh, that's okay. It's only like three times the fucking budget of the uh, closing night party that you just dropped on the ground there. He's kind of a douchebag <laughs> anyway. So fuck it. But the last anecdote comes from my very first tour, and this is one of those uh, mindset defining moments.
6: Yeah.
3: There was this huge steel I beam track that went the entire length of the lighting grid that was in the shape of the S. It's what Tinkerbell and the other fairies would use to fly in and out on. Sure. And it came in, I don't know, maybe 10 huge sections that had to be bolted together. Well,. Uh, one of the first, uh, within the first month, sitting there just kind of chugging along, doing my thing, and, uh, <laughs> the stage manager, God rest his soul, I'm, Buff is my fucking man. Buff comes up to me, <laughs> without saying anything, rips the impact gun and the socket set out of my hands, and just boom, 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 boom,
6: boom, 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 boom,
3: <laughs> blows through the whole fucking thing, comes back over to me, throws the screw or the impact gun and the socket wrench back in my hand. It's like <laughs> better fucking figure it out real fucking fast. <laughs> I mean my butthole was like almost touching my belly button fucked so hard, but those are fucking words that I chose to live by Hell that yeah. going on. So I don't know if that really counts as
4: choking. Anyways boobs out. Boobs out Boobs out for Harambe. Fuck yeah. Those are awesome stories,
0: yeah there's no apologies for long-windedness
4: seriously I love those
0: great voicemails are great voicemails you know
4: they definitely count man we've had such a range of chokes tonight there has been you want to hear my first song of my choke story I need it <laughs> okay <sighs> so I was a musical theater kid um and I would do like local singing competitions when I was, uh, about, it was middle school, so, like, right around 12. Anyways, I had one set up that was for a local TV station. Um, I don't remember what the prize was, or whatever, but, um, there were some people I knew who were also doing it who I had competed against before, um, and had beaten, and so it was kind of like, you know, some serious competition feels in my 12-year-old being, and Oh, I remember. I think that the winner of this competition would get to um, sing the national anthem at an event. Um, but anyways, I was going to... I was slated to perform as uh, Sally from Your Good Man Charlie Brown with her song My New Philosophy. Uh, and So it was a whole song and a dance and costume and everything. And about... Oh, a day or two before the show, I came down with strep throat and I told my grandma, I pleaded with my grandma, I cannot sing with strep throat. Please. (laughs) Except for it was probably more like, please. Please. And she was like, no, you're already signed up. Like, you're committed. You cannot break commitments. You have to do it. You have to go through with it. And if it's bad, oh well. And I was just like. (laughs) I don't think you understand. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I got there. I sucked on lozenges. I drank room temp water. I drank some tea. I tried a lot of things, okay? But I got up on stage and my voice cracked through that entire song. And people did not laugh at me. Like, I would rather people have enjoyed it and been like, ha ha, look at that idiot. (laughs) Can't sing for shit. No, everyone looked horrified because they could tell I was sick. I started sweating, you know? It's like I started getting a fever (laughs) on stage (laughs) while I was doing this because my nerves were so, I was just so embarrassed. Yeah, It's just like I knew I couldn't perform, and then I was fucking, I felt forced to by the authorities in my life, my grandparents. Mm -hmm. And then I got off the stage, and what happens? I get berated for what an awful performance it was by (laughs) my grandma. I was like, seriously, lady? You know I'm sick. I told you I didn't want to do it. Well, I guess you were right. Yes, I fucking was right. I know my body, <laughs> like I know my abilities. Man, that sucked.
7: Yeah, I guess is that a correct statement? Yes.
4: I. Yes. Uh, everything before suck. that, I was well prepared for, and uh, yeah, you know, I like to be prepared personally.
0: Absolutamente. Like this next color wants to be prepared as well.
4: Ooh. Hey. This hey. meet us. Uh,
7: when I was a younger man, I would perform weddings. Uh, for my friends i'm ordained on the internet nice and the very first one i did was for my good buddy and he uh they didn't want to waste too much time at the um rehearsal the night before so we just kind of talked a little bit about this and that and went had drinks and the day of the wedding everything was going perfect everybody was having a good time um, then the ceremony started, and I waited for everybody to come up, and, and I looked at the bride and the groom, and we started going through the whole ceremony that I had and sat and worked so hard on. And then I, the best man was like, meet us. And I looked at him, and I was like, oh, crap, what's going on? And he's like, meet us. Everybody's standing up. I'm like, well, I know. We're doing a wedding. <laughs> and he's like, no, you didn't tell the audience to sit down. <laughs> looked <laughs> out we were probably four or five minutes into the ceremony and everybody was still standing up uh including the uh bride's grandmother who was oh, very very old and you could tell her were knees were starting to get weak and she was waiting for me to <laughs>
6: <Damn>. <laughs>
7: uh tell everybody to sit down so yeah um after that I was just it, it threw me completely off and I was stumbling through and uh yeah so that was yeah. the time I choked in front of everybody and screwed up real bad. So, well,
0: we'll see y'all later. Thanks for the, um, thanks for the story and the voicemail. Yeah, that's a rough one.
4: Yeah, that is rough. Letting people <laughs> hang there.
0: I feel that's like one of the things that you just in professions. There's like the one big obvious early mistake where you make it once and then it burns so bad you never make it again. You know?
4: Yeah. You will always tell them to sit down now <laughs> before you start.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's also one of those mindset things where, especially if you do it yeah. right at the beginning, early on, then it just kind of like, it has you screwed up for the whole rest of the thing and you're just trying like to not get your ass kicked.
4: Well, with performing, yeah, an interruption can really throw things for a loop.
0: Yeah. It's hard to win back an audience after a certain a certain faux pas, I suppose.
4: Yeah, especially if they've been standing for four or five minutes.
0: <laughs> we did get a, uh, one
4: more voicemail Ooh, in okay. the queue. Cool. Let's hear it.
0: Let's hear it.
5: I think the uh,
2: the number 33 is definitely uh, part of the g plan to take us all over. And, uh... <laughs> Anyways, it's NetNed. Hey, um... Ned! <laughs> what a but surprise. Because I talk, uh, had a co-worker. He had uh, coronavirus. I don't know if I talked about this last week. I might have. But he had coronavirus, and then um, he's been sick for a while with this, like almost a month. And then right before... Uh, uh, Christmas there, like my boss was keeping in contact with uh, uh, with the family, and the family had told him that um, you know uh, he'd heal faster. He had coronavirus. He's already in the hospital, and the hospital had told his family that he'd heal faster if he was on a ventilator, but he didn't need to be on one. But if they put him on a ventilator, he'd heal faster. Oh, um, I think- He's on it for a week and a half and died. God so damn it. That's kind of... I have another friend that his, the Almost the same story happened to his mom, like, back in August, which... I mean, at this point in time, if they're screwing up on ventilators, I thought they kind of, like, had figured out that they're running pressures wrong and all that stuff and that they figured all that out, but... The, the the odd thing is is that this is the same hospital system that the guy with his dad or the guy with his mom died and then this this coworker of mine died at the same hospital system so uh, very scary so in this in the ball
0: yeah it's weird that they would like push push it onto you in that way like that's a really shitty sales pitch like yo he doesn't need this but it might help him you know heal faster it's just especially when they get kickbacks based on who went on a ventilator or not
4: exactly
0: it's just like uh, you know you wonder if like the they have quotas to meet and shit
4: hmm we need some PSAs just say no to ventilators
0: yeah what the fuck I remember they did talk about the getting the pressure dialed in right but maybe that's just another round of the sales pitch
4: uh, well, that kind of sets me up to propose the first time I ever for next week. Oh, perfect. We had talked about this one uh, a few weeks ago. You thought of it. And then it hasn't happened yet. But how about we use it the first time I ever was in the hospital?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. That's a good one. I remember. First time I was ever in the hospital, like as a patient.
4: As a patient. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Not just like visiting someone. And
0: her dur, not the one time when you were born.
4: No, not when you were born. Doesn't count. Okay, I'll make sure I'll put that exclusion in the <laughs> I know we have bowlers out
0: there that are huge smartasses.
4: <coughs> we love them. Shoot. It would be awesome if that was the only time you were ever in the hospital was the yeah. time you were born.
0: Unless it's a badass story, then I'm fine. You can talk about whatever. There's no rules.
4: Badass birth story. Sure. Yeah, that's right. There's were no rules in the bowl.
0: Maybe that'll be the week after It's the first time I ever, first time I ever was born. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh,
4: Midas wants to know if he can send an MP3 instead of calling voicemail.
0: Absolutely. You can send an uh, MP3 file to Spencer at com or Lorian at com.
4: Yeah, that goes for everyone out there. All the bowlers.
0: It is a do-it-yourself Um Audio possibility.
4: Yes. Uh, fuck it, dude, man. You wanna go to? Uh, you wanna go bowling?
0: <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Oh, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling.
4: While we're going bowling, I do want to mention we had our first bowls with buds. Yes, we did. This past weekend with Fletcher and Carolyn. That's right. Of Hog Story. Thank you both for being our first guests. It was a lot of fun.
0: It was cool, and uh, we learned a little bit. About them, and um, that's kind of what Bulls with Buds is going to be. Is sort of just people we know or met through the either the podcast community or from um, the the normal crowd. You know, maybe some old guests that we've had in the past too. Um, if you're interested, just send an email Spencer at com or Lorian, and uh, let us know what you're thinking. We'll try to schedule some out. So I don't know how regular it'll be still yet. It'll probably just be on a basis of when we can fit another episode in a week um but we want to make it more and more regular as we go along for sure
4: yeah it was a lot of fun and thanks Fletcher for making that art it was awesome
0: that was cool art yes stupendous
4: yes art submissions that's part of my uh time management near resolutions hopes because yeah I got y'all... this nice drawing pad I want you and... to
0: make more doodles in the new year for sure
4: <laughs> yeah more doodles in the near. year but it's you know it all it all comes down to time management and that's why I've chosen that as my uh focus point Yes. So, yeah. Well, anyway, lots of deer in the news oh, dear. this past week, which I suppose makes sense with Santa flying about. Uh, one deer was rescued from a frozen lake in Kansas. Another deer was rescued in Colorado after becoming entangled in Christmas lights.
0: Oh, and the, Christmas lights.
4: Yeah. 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 Stay away from my
0: Christmas lights, dear.
4: Seriously. And the third deer was a naughty deer Uh-oh. who repeatedly tried to break into a New Jersey elementary school and was caught on camera.
0: How could you?
4: Yeah, I mean what's in there? I don't know. Trust me, that's not reindeer school. That's not for the reindeer games. <laughs> you are at the wrong location, dear. Then a mysterious gingerbread monolith. Showed up in San Francisco. Christmas shenanigans. And then, uh, hopping off of the Christmas shenanigans. Um, there was 11,000 tickets that won a lottery. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Sorry,
0: I had Christmas shenanigans.
4: <laughs> it's okay. Actually, you know, I thought of a Christmas shenanigans uh thing I wanted to say, which was that here in Kansas City, we got our first snowfall of the year. This morning, around 6 a.m., it amounted to probably less than an inch, and as the day went on, melted, so it's mostly gone, except for our porch, Um, but the girls, when they saw that it snowed, Rayla was like, it snowed, it's Christmas, Merry Christmas, (laughs) that was the first thing she said this morning, and I was like, ho, 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 it's already been Christmas, it's not Christmas today, but it did snow, you're right about that, (laughs) So uh, then she started singing, it's Christmas time in Adventure Bay, which I think she made up, and she had like a little dance she was doing with it, and then Asina started copying her. Nice. But anyway, more than 11,000 tickets win lottery drawing with three 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 combination. Yeah. Nice. So there's a pick that's, three drawing that little, came up.
0: There's a little crossover there.
4: Mm-hmm, right? South Carolina. Three, three, three. Based. Three is a magic number. And then, uh, let's see. A, um, oh, (laughs) more lottery magic. A Missouri woman won the lottery, but couldn't find her ticket for three weeks. She did find it, though. (laughs) That will make up for that gutter. Yeah.
0: Technically a spare. Uh,
4: No, yeah, yeah, a spare. It's true.
0: You can gutter the first one and still spare Mm -hmm. it.
4: Yeah. That was definitely a spare cause But damn. Can you imagine that? 100, 100 <sighs> she collected no. her uh, $180,000 jackpot um this past week, but three weeks of thinking you lost $180,000. Must be fucking nice. i will take it. I'd take three, three weeks, weeks of agony
0: of... <laughs> for $180 grand.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: I've taken three weeks of agony for less.
4: That's true. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Um and then uh some last minute people are trying to get in their like last minute um TDS profits, you know, Trump derangement syndrome profits because they think Biden's going to be running the place. Listen and, you
7: motherfuckers.
4: And so this uh mayor of Atlantic City um is auctioning off the opportunity to virtually push a button which will you know, demolish uh trump's formerly owned casino oh boy so it's like you get to like click right like you click your your mouse and then you see the the demolition ball hit it no i'm i'm thinking they're gonna because the guy the mayor said he's trying to make more than a million dollars out of this for uh he said that the proceeds are gonna go to the boys and girls club um but yeah i mean you just click a button and then see like the ball like the big demolition ball Hit the place i guess
0: oh so you get to like buy every hit basically? yeah
4: yeah you pay for hits i that's, see that's yeah how he's gonna make that or at least that's my understanding of how he's gonna milk this for all it's worth <laughs> you know and it'll be like
0: Trump. click button <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
0: wow that's neat
4: <laughs> neat i mean hey that was a gonna- big thing They think now's the time. I mean, TDS is a moneymaker. These people are sick. They think it's the time.
7: How stupid have we been?
4: And then, uh, I don't remember if we talked about this on Bull After Bull, but I do remember seeing this story three months ago. Oh. Um, An anteater escaped from a zoo in Taiwan, and he was found safe about two miles away this past week, or this past month. And uh, he was missing for three months. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's why his body fell apart. He yeah. looks good and healthy.
0: That's good. I'm glad they found the, the poor little fella.
4: Yeah, a little anteater. That's it. That's all the stories I bring.
0: That's an amazing story, man. That's, That's cool as fuck. Thank that one you. was loaded up hot. Wow.
4: And then I found $5. <laughs> Five dollars.
0: Well, coming up, uh, we got New Year's Eve. Which is going to be fun.
4: In the smoker.
0: Going to be in the smoker for uh, Hog Story Thursday night. Starts at 7 central. Bowl time. But then uh, we're jumping on like a big, uh, big, big pylon on on the No Agenda stream. I think they're trying to see if they can break the trampoline uh, by getting twenty million podcasters all at the same time. The pod bang, the great pod orgy of twenty twenty. So I've tried so we haven't actually been at the house for New Year's Eve in probably three years.
4: Yeah, at least, yeah.
0: I think three years. <laughs> yeah. But um there's always celebratory gunfire around in in and, and around here and specifically in the neighborhood, so it kind of them. But so we're, we're casting from the basement, I figured I'm gonna try to get an XLR cable long enough to run a microphone out some out some window or door and try to have a hood mic for the New Year's Eve when it goes off. <laughs> Why not? We'll be hearing a lot more. Raise awareness! Gunfire. Raise awareness against this fucking absurd custom called shooting your gun off in the air at New Year's Eve at midnight. It's kind of irritating, but
4: it's uh. definitely irritating. But I'm thankful. yeah, they're not blanks no they're not blanks um and unfortunately there's story uh, that comes out every year about kids getting hit who are outside with their families just at like family get-togethers yeah makes you sick um and you know
0: and all that happens is you know families of victims go to lobby in front of lawmakers and then nothing else actually happens
4: well we've had uh one of the moms came to our door you know and she had a flyer with her little girl's picture on it and just wanted to remind people in the house not to do it like they'll go door to door sometimes um but it doesn't work on some idiots yeah you just gotta shoot their guns in the air in the hood
0: (laughs) yeah and there's fireworks also but you can hear the difference yeah which which. so actually we had a little fucking mic that was just on the board we could just pop on and check in every once in a while throughout the night
4: oh yeah i mean we'll still hear it from down here i'm sure yeah but yeah hood mic I like that idea. Year round, really. Because <laughs> the, are we have a we're lucky to live on a quiet street, but the hood surrounding our street is interesting.
0: It'd be also <laughs> cool if we could pick up uh Oh, the train. The train's always fun, but I'm thinking of Starlight <laughs> when there's outdoor concerts. Oh yeah. And there's a, the pirate <laughs> stream
4: Hell yeah, there's an amphitheater just a block away from us. We've heard Heart. We've heard Modest Mouth. We heard Tenacious D. We heard um Oh, what's his name? Damn it. Right before he committed, or not committed suicide. Maybe committed suicide? Chris Cornell? Are
0: you thinking of Soundgarden?
4: Yeah, Soundgarden. They played here a week before he died. Or maybe like Friday and he died on the weekend. It was pretty crazy. Um, yeah,
0: it was his second to last concert, pretty sure. Yeah,
4: Yeah, that was wild.
0: And his last one was in Minnesota or something.
4: Yeah. So yeah, we can catch the uh, Detroit the Starlight Theater shows for the stream if we get this outdoor mic going that would be fun hood mic
0: detroit yes
4: Mm, detroit rock city
0: he did here and then he did detroit and then they found him oh brother but yeah that's the that's the schedule coming up (laughs) didn't mean to bring it down like that in the ball come on no no these things happen
4: these things do happen well, I'm trying to think of a fun Well, I can wrap things up with a kind of funny story. Let me hear it. Uh, we put all of our Christmas decorations away. And Rayla has a stuffed animal that she loves. That she'll, you know, it's a Christmas stuffed animal. It's a dog with a Santa hat on it that she had found once, you know, like her first Christmas, I think, because she's always loved dogs. And um, she calls him Christmas puppy. Uh, And, anyways, he had to be put away with the Christmas decorations. Uh, And so I put them away. And she cried. Like, she insisted that he did not need to be put away. But I was like, no, you have new toys. You have all your classic stuffed animals. Just, it's all right. It's all right. And he got put away along with everything else. And she helped us, like, put decorations away, whatever. Well, anyway, today, tonight, before bed, after. Uh, having her teeth brushed she was talking to her dad and how did it come up i just heard her crying oh my god and then i heard her say
0: we had just i gone from frustrated about trying to set the bitcoin server up to like wanting to punch doors down and shit right yeah <laughs> to finally getting some food and then uh, we had that joint mm-hmm. and then i was just kind of rocked out and then i thought they were in bed
4: And then she comes up to me. Brushing their teeth.
0: And she's like
4: they want I said, say goodnight to dad. I just miss Christmas puppy. I never got to hug him and say goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) And then what (laughs) happens? I just go,
0: Where the fuck is that puppy?
4: Yeah. You start crying. You're like, Where the fuck is Christmas puppy? (laughs) And I and and I was like, I also teared up when she was like, I didn't get to hug him goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) and i came and i found him in the christmas decoration box i undug him and then i gave him to her and uh now you know that's where he is snuggling with ray ray in her bed because dad's a sucker couldn't just say like
0: hey christmas puppy can happen any day
4: i thought a lesson could be made out of it like the spirit of
0: christmas alive man fine Fine. Then you'd be like, "Hey, Santa's gonna fuck your next year up."
4: What's an what's another uh, stuffed animal when you have over a hundred already floating around your I bedroom? I mean, she's
0: always liked Christmas puppy the best.
4: Huh? Oh yeah, that's news to me. Just about. I always thought like Lammy Lamb was her favorite. I know she loves Christmas puppy, but is I didn't hear place. about Christmas puppy until he was reintroduced this Christmas. Yeah, Big Sky is the main stuffed animal that always has to be with her at night. And Scooby, she likes Scooby Doo too. But yeah. So I'm bringing it back here. And on a, ending on a lighter right note. Time
0: to say goodbye. Yeah. Don't you know oh yeah. That we
4: got to go. That's our what i was going to say. Ways. Is it, it could have been an important lesson of like this is why you always have to hug the ones you love. Goodbye. and Like, you know, give yeah, them a hug. Tell them you love it's them. It's
0: almost a trauma-based lesson, you know.
4: Oh yeah, I'm not into trauma-based of entertainment. Loss. When ah. it's
0: easily solvable.
4: Nah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And solved it is, because Christmas, Puppy, and Ray Ray have been reunited, and I'm not opening up the Christmas shit again to put him away, so. That's right. He's here to stay.
0: Fuck opening the Christmas shit again.
4: Oh, good.
0: Well... Thanks so much for joining us in the bowl tonight. It's been a crazy year, and uh, we hope we can just be a little escape from that for you. A little place to hang out relax and have a laugh, have a bowl, share it together. And just enjoy life for a second, maybe, away from all of it. Hell yeah. Join us for the New Year's Eve bash on Hog Story, starting at 7. We'll see how long it goes. Till then, I'm Spencer.
4: And I'm Lorian. And until next Tuesday, or Thursday, in the smoker, may your bowls burn ever brighter.
1: May your bowls burn ever brighter.
2: Dame, Dame, DeLorean. Sir, Sir Spencer Wolf of
4: Kansas City. He does live in Kansas City.
3: That's an amazing story, man. That's That's cool as
6: fuck.